Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry What was your name again? But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a Pokemon trainer Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. Pokemon. Pokemon! <laughs> hey Alex, I like Pokemon. Do you like Pokemon? Yeah, it's almost like we have a second Pokemon podcast. Yeah, and this is the at least third episode we've done that is specifically Pokemon. We're back on our bullshit. <laughs> Everything's been Pokemakers lately. So yeah. then you said bullshit, and I'm like, no, we can't swear! We can like, swear on this We one. can fucking swear up a storm. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because the editing standards are lower. <laughs> Why would you call me out like this? <laughs> We're sorting Pokemon Sword and Shield. The most recent Pokemon game. Yeah, it's nice and timely. <laughs> it's fine. Actually, the reason we were doing this... Uh, we went to Comic-Con this past weekend. Yeah! Rose City Pomicon! Pomicon? Pomicon? Pokemon! <laughs> Rose City Pokecon! Rose City Comic-Con. Um, I was really excited to go. It was the day before my birthday that we went, so it was kind of like a cool birthday present for me. Um, we haven't been for a few years, obviously, because it hasn't been happening for the last couple years. Super stoked to go. Had a wonderful time. Uh, I spent the week beforehand <laughs> frantically making costumes because we'd only just gotten back to the U.S., so, like, I didn't have a whole lot of time to put stuff together. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up making a costume for JD. Yeah. Where did you go as? Well, you, to be fair, you mostly made the head for my costume. Yes. The clothes, like, well, the shorts I just had. Yes, but the... the shirt we bought, but the head. The head was very labor-intensive, as it turns out. I went as the greatest Pokemon character of all time. Everyone's favorite. It's your mate, Bull Guy! <laughs> Thanks for rolling up for a chat with your mate, Bull Guy! So we went to Comic Con and JD was dressed as Ball Guy from Pokemon Sword and Shield. Got stuff for pictures, like, constantly. Like, yeah, a lot of people day. were really excited to see. Lots of children. Kids were so excited. And the fun thing was that you had little Pokeball stickers that you were handing out to people. Yeah. Thanks for taking time to talk to your mate, Ball Guy. Have a Pokeball. And people were like, oh my gosh, it's the Pokeball. from the Ball Guy. And I'm, ah! Yeah. They were like fun Pokeballs, too. <laughs> they weren't just like regular oh, yeah. Pokeballs. Of course I wasn't giving out regular Pokeballs. <laughs> Anyone could give out regular Pokeballs. You're giving out cool Pokeball. There were a pair of Pokemon cool. breeders who were in like really good costumes that was yeah. such detailed. And I didn't realize what they... They asked me for a picture, and I didn't realize what they were dressed as at first. And then while taking the picture, I was like, oh, they're breeders. So I was like, i got to get a picture with you guys, too. You can go and check my Twitter if you want to see the picture. I posted that picture on Twitter. And, like, they had Yampa and... and Wooloo. Wooloo, which is on the Pokemon Breeder cards right now. Yeah. And they had Friend Balls, which I realized they don't actually use in Sword and Shield. Apparently they use Heal Balls in Sword and Shield, but they huh. use Friend Balls in Sun and Moon in Generation oh, okay. 7. So there was it was still a detail, and maybe it was just an easier prop to get. But I had Friend Balls, so I made sure that they got that specific sticker. And, yeah. Yeah. It was anyway, great. we're sorting Sword and Shield because we had a very Sword and Shield weekend. Pokemon! Thinking about it a lot. And we like Pokemon. We like Pokemon. Don't know if you've noticed. If you're curious as to what I went as <laughs> to Comic-Con, I was, um... Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Pause the podcast now to guess and tweet at us. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
You ready? You ready? If you guess gargoyles, unfortunately, you're <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. gonna say like I was um, gonna guess gargoyles. Good, good guess though. <laughs> I did think about it. I mean, not for this con, but I did. I have thought about it. I was Phoenix Wright, a la Trials and Tribulation flashback episode in which he is a baby art student <laughs> wearing a mask and like a sw- hot pink sweater with a big letter P on it and a hot. Yeah, and a heart. And he was wearing a mask because he's Japanese and he was sick. Yeah, he was wearing a mask because he had a cold in the flashback, and so I made the mask a part of my outfit because masks were required at the show, obviously. So I was Feeny, and it was really warm. <laughs> oh, Feeny. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking rip your spleen out, Feeny. <laughs> so there's different versions of Phoenix, and that's what that one is. is yeah amongst the fans. Sure. He's just known as Feeny. <laughs> oh no, I hate it. Um, I hate it it's so much. better than much. Hobo Phoenix. Uh, well, yeah, but that's because that was a bad game. House Hot Take. Apollo Justice is a good game. House You're Hot just Take. a coward. House Hot Take. Any, any Ace Attorney game that does not have both Maya Faye and Dick Gumshoe as major characters is a garbage game for garbage people. I was gonna say, like, until you said Gumshoe was like, no, no, because Spirit of Justice is a garbage game and Maya is all over it. Yes, but I had to specify both of them because just saying Dick Gumshoe could have allowed the Miles Edgeworth games to get through. And no, they're garbage games for garbage no, people. Yes, they are, and you no. know it. You know they suck. I love the Edgeworth games. You love Edgeworth. That doesn't mean the games aren't shit. The first one's not very good, but the second one is so good. Anyway, we're talking about Pokemon. If you like Ace Attorney, uh, tweet at me. <laughs> so anyway, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. Let's sort these characters. Okay. Up first is protagonist. Hmm. Victor slash Gloria. Yeah. So Victor slash Gloria is the ca- player, is the character you play as. You can choose the gender and that's... Well, I guess you choose the face. It doesn't use gender or terms like that anymore. Male or female, boy or girl, because... We're getting better. It's getting better. It's still very much a binary, but, like, it's better. It's a little better. So, yeah, player character. Yeah. Gloria is also apparently, a, like, profoundly Scottish. Yeah. Everyone exclusively draws her and writes her with a Scottish accent. <laughs> I'm not entirely clear why everyone landed on that. Obviously, like, the UK in general, gala. But everyone decided Gloria specifically is Scottish. Why not? And it's fine. It's just... Okay. Can Victor be Welsh? No? Oh, because no one ever cares about Victor. I like Welsh Victor. Let's also, nobody ever cares about Wales. Hashtag Welsh Victor. Wales is the victor. The winner <laughs> of something. Wales is also basically not it a part of Gala. Nobody remembers Wales. I'm sorry about Wales. Frim. This is not the first time on this podcast that you've been upset about Wales. Yeah! I love Wales. <laughs> Half Welsh. Wales is great. Doctor Who. A functional alphabet. <laughs> so the pro- protagonists, mm-hmm. when we first introduced them, they just sat around at home watching TV. Yeah. Which, sure. Uh, and then they leave their house and pretty much immediately like meet the champion of the region who happens to be their best friend slash neighbor's brother uh-huh. that you've never met. Which is weird. Y- yep. He's very busy. He's gone a lot. <sighs> and you get a Pokemon, you go on a journey, and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll be, I'll, I'll take on the Pokemon League challenge because and then you do. What, what else am I doing with my life? And then you win, and you're the new champion. And there's actually story and plot progression. After you become champion, you don't just go back and talk to anyone ra- at random, and that like 
everyone acts like nothing has happened. No, m any major character will now regard you as the champion, and you do take part in things as the champion. And Leon is now taking over as the head of the battle tower thingy. Yeah. And the Pokemon League in general, he's the chairman. And Pokemon but game is surprisingly good, despite all of the hate. <laughs> I adore the character progression in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Every major character goes through a significant change during the story, and it's a part of, like... For those of you who listen to Pokemakers, we've got a whole thing where we're talking about the theme of the game being choice, and we bring that up when we can. And Sword and Shield very much has a theme of, of progression, of mm. of making your own new path in life, and changing from one thing to the other. Not just yeah. doing one thing, and that's the thing you do. Growing and learning. Yeah. And in the case of protagonists, you go from random kid slash eventually Pokemon trainer to the champion, the greatest trainer in the region. And, mm -hmm. and then also you have the... Like Dynamax stuff, which is like literal growth. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I just realized is yeah. that's fun. So what house is the, the like the Pokemon protagonist himself? There's no personality apart from no. Want to be the very best like no one ever was. It's always really hard to sort player generic self insert character yeah, because it really depends on the person playing yeah. and how their play style is, what they want to accomplish, what their goals are. We could go back to like Ash as the base default. Pokemon trainer archetype. Sure. Where we put him in Slytherin because he, he has ambitious, lofty goals. He wants to be the very best. Like, no, I know what. He wants to be a Pokemon master. Yeah. The, I think that that could fit. Yeah. The player... Wants to... It's, like, and even more so in this game, it's, it's portrayed as being a sports competition. Like, the gyms are sports stadiums. You hear NPCs throughout the game mentioning, like, all the other trainers who are signed up and then the number dwindles down and, like, it, it's mentioned in passing. Again, I love that. When you beat a gym leader, the random NPCs in town, there are a bunch that you they don't necessarily talk to, but have like a little speech bubble that pops up when you get near them. Yeah. And they'll mention like, that's the guy who beat the gym. Like they're talking <laughs> to someone else. And it's like, yeah, because you've just yeah. beaten the gym. It changes things from like all those little details. And it's it's an achievement. Yes. It's not just something that everyone does. Mm -hmm. It's it's something that you have to specifically strive for. It's something you have to work really hard yeah. to do. Gala more so than anywhere else. Yes. Like they highlight that. Yeah. By the end of the game, there's four people left still to challenge it. Or maybe eight. It's either four or eight because they do a little tournament. Yeah. Um... I do think Slytherin works for this really well because like, yeah. it's inc incredibly ambitious to try to get to the top of the league. And yeah. that's basically what the the plot of the game is. Mm -hmm. I mean, also there's other stuff, you know, like saving the world and whatnot. But, but generally speaking, mm -hmm. the the plot is that you are trying to reach the, the top of the, the, the gym trainer. The Pokemon League. The Pokemon League. That's what it's called. Thank you. Like, the fighting the evil people stuff comes up in this game less than any other game way less than even red and blue because yeah. okay team yell show up here and there but they're just like goofballs messing around they're like, not actually like an evil team no they're just slightly annoying yeah they're they're just and at worst they're like minor thugs yeah which again older pokemon games would still have individual characters who are just like minor thugs anyway the actual like real evil team of the game who's like the what are they called macrocosmos yeah. Because they're just loyal employees of Chairman Rose. Barely show up at all, and not until you've beaten all of the gyms and you're in the Pokemon League stuff, and like it's one chunk of story and it's so small. Yeah, it is more of kind of just like a 
like a plot twist thing. Like they're yeah. not th- they're not threading it through the whole thing. Well, they are a little bit with there's Rose. hints. Yeah, there's like hints towards this kind of thing. But it's not multiple battles with him throughout yeah. the game like Giovanni. There's not like grunts running around saying like we're trying to destroy the universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's uh, we're trying to make a better gala for the future, and we'll do anything to stop anyone in our way. Yeah, like it's not that blatant. It's no. a bit more subtle and a bit more like a plot twist rose is the bad guy which means for the character there's never really a point where they're choosing actively yeah in fact the only time they ever step in to stop rose is when he's getting in the way of them becoming the pokemon champion (laughs) so yeah slytherin for victor slash gloria yeah yeah they never really choose to fight evil because it's the right thing to do they had to be on this. Li- they had to be in the main character section because they are literally the main character, the protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other main character we're going to talk about, though, at least has a very distinct, identifiable personality that we can talk about. Yeah. So who's next? Up next is Hop, the main rival character slash childhood best friend, yeah. the one who gets another starter. Although in this case, he gets the one that is weak to yours. Yeah. Which means for the battles, it's real sad. No, 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 no. It's it's the every single time. Ah, oh, I should have known you'd think to use a super effective move. Oh. I hate those little cutscenes, and it happens every single time you battle him. Because uh. the way they set it up is, oh, well, he's choosing the Pokemon that's weak to yours, but he's got two Pokemon. He's got his Wooloo, too. Except you beat the Wooloo really easily, and your Pokemon levels up, so it learns a stab move, a fire move, grass move, or water yeah. move to use against his starter, so it's super effective. And then every single time, for the first time, you use a super effective move in a battle against him. He's got to call attention to it. Shut up! Not a fan of Hop? I mean, Hop kind of annoys me, but he's fine. Mm. I think a lot of people quite like Hop. I'm not a big fan. He's Like, he's kind of annoying. But Hop as a person. I liked him. I think he was just, like, I felt bad for him. Hop starts out pretty dang cocky. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, my brother's the best champion the Gala region's ever had, and I'm going to be the one to beat him, and I'm so great. Yeah. And then he gets knocked down many, many pegs. Yeah. He's not actually that good at the battling. Yeah, he loses every single battle he has, basically. That's not against a gym. Yeah. Like, he loses to you every time, and there he's just like, um, no, no, no. And then he battles Bede and off screen, and yeah. Bede utterly wrecks him, and he's like, oh man, I'm the worst. I'm... And he, like, he gets upset because Bede mentions that like he's making his brother's name look bad or something. He's oh, like, yeah. With Hop here, they do one where he tries battling you with a completely different team to his normal team to see if that makes things better. Yeah. It obviously doesn't. But then he goes back to his old Pokemon after that to be like, no, I'm going to stick with the ones who have got me this far. And Not only does it show that he is trying like different things and trying different routes to yeah. be more successful, but it, it shows the, the player as well that like... You, know, you can do this. You can change things up. You can try different things. You don't have to be stuck with the same mm-hmm. Pokemon that you started with. Like, you can... Yeah. Um, which, that's nice. Yeah. I adore when they... When any game, really, uses actual game mechanics to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. It's clever. Hop ends up... Hop ends up battling you in the Pokemon League, and is like, this is the final battle. And afterwards decides to basically become a Pokemon researcher. Yeah. Which is, like, similar to Gary's plot progression in the anime. Yeah. Yeah, um, after Ash beats Gary in the Johto Pokemon League, Gary decides to try and become a Pokemon researcher instead, and has shown up a couple of times here and there along the way, researching Pokemon. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Hop's goals. Yeah. Initially, be the very best I know I ever was. 
Yeah. But ultimately realizes that being the best isn't mm. all that matters. Yeah. And he's also not trying to just be the best because he wants to be the best. Yeah. He's trying to live up to the legacy his brother has set. Which is a very hard thing to do. Yeah. But how relatable is that though? Like your your older brother is the greatest Pokemon trainer <laughs> in the region. Yeah. And you've you're like some kid at home. How are you gonna live up to that legacy? Yeah, I got I got a similar kind of thing like that with my cousin, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's relatable. Yeah, it's eventually his decision to realize that oh, I don't need to follow his path; I can make my own path. Yeah. as a researcher instead, and he goes on and shows up in one of the DLC sections as well, doing research. Mm. My gut says Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah, I think that willingness to try different things, mm-hmm. to experiment, to um, like, this isn't working, let me try something else. And then ultimately going into research mm. and, like, learning type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's clearly, like, a seed that was there the whole time. And he was just sort of doing what he felt like like he was basically pressured into. Mm. Like, pr- probably not, like, by his parents or anything. But yeah. there, he, he, he felt, felt like pressured he because, oh, I've, my older brother's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Ravenclaw. Interesting. I've got a kind of feeling towards, like, Hufflepuff. Okay. I mean, I could see that, too. Thinking about, like, the hard work sort of yeah, angle. He yeah. works really hard to be to try and be a better trainer. He works hard to do his own thing. Yeah. I, hmm. I, could, see, I could see either of those. Yeah, but he's not patient. <laughs> he doesn't get results quickly. Mm. Is he brave? Is there a Gryffindor angle? I think there could be. Hmm. I mean... When the world's in danger, he's immediately, like, ready to leap to the charge and... Yeah head into battle but maybe you're right maybe it maybe it is Ravenclaw that shines through the most especially later in the game mm. he's got strong elements of other aspects and maybe Ravenclaw doesn't show itself as much at first but later on it does and, and I think that's because earlier in the game he's not like being his his actual self mm. you know like he's doing he's being the person oh, like that, when he, you put it like that. that he thinks he's supposed to be yeah and then by the end of the game when he seems a little bit more Ravenclaw that's who he actually is I like I like it when you put it like that okay <laughs> So hop for Ravenclaw. Hop in Ravenclaw. Who's next? Up next is the greatest champion in the history of the Gala region who probably talks kind of like this. <laughs> you think he does? I don't know. <laughs> but he's... I mean, the guy goes around wearing a cape. Yeah, he does. A cape covered in corporate sponsors. <laughs> he's clearly a pompous, arrogant dick nozzle. It's yeah. Leon. You don't like Leon. I don't like Leon. <laughs> and I'll admit, this is primarily because maybe it's supposed to be a bit of friendly banter, but it's like it's the only time anything like this happens. When you first meet Sonya at the beginning of the game, he mentions that they used to travel together, and he just he's like, got a line that's like, "What can I say about Sonya? Well, she's a good cook. Ha! Get that woman back in the kitchen. Mm. Fuck you, Leon. You suck. <laughs> I don't hate Leon." Uh, also, you're a corporate tool. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, like, I wouldn't want to be friends with him. Like, you're right. He He's kind of an asshole. Um, but I think that they, like, nailed that particular character. Like, that kind of person. Mm. I feel like I've met that, that sports guy, you know? Hmm. Leon very much feels like the protagonist of a different story. <laughs> like, he is the smug, cocky, arrogant protagonist who rose up through the ranks to become the greatest 
champion of all time. Yeah, yeah. He feels like the Gryffindor protagonist. Oh, yeah, Leon is absolutely a Gryffindor. Like, he's the one who's like, ha ha, don't worry, everyone, I'll save you he's got in a my motherfucking cape. Charizard. He's got a Charizard. Fucking he Charizard. wears a crown. His name is Leon. He wears a crown. Does he not? He oh, it's a, his hat. He his wears hat. a baseball cap. He's got like a hat that looks like a crown. <laughs> it's got like a crown printed on it so that when he looks up, it looks like a crown. Um, he's the king. Um, mm. His name is Leon, which is Lion. Yeah. Like, he's a Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh, he gets better in the post game. Yeah. I never hated him. I thought he was fine. He was clearly like filling a very specific role and doing that uh, oh, very sure. well. Oh, sure. Sure. I'm not saying that, like, the writers of the game did a bad job with that. Well, I think he's probably supposed to be more likable than I find him to be, but mm. regardless. You know who's a character I do really like? Is it Marnie? No, that's not yet. Oh. It's Sonya. Is it Sonya? Yeah. <laughs> Look, the, the two most prominent female characters in the game are both fucking incredible. I do love Sonya. Sonya and Marnie are both great. Yeah. Let's talk about Sonya first. Sure. Sonya is the granddaughter of this region's professor. Right! This region has a professor! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we meet her, like, twice. She's not super important. For uh, all um, intents and purposes, Sonya is the professor. She does really feel that role more, but it also, she kind of has, like, a coming-of-age story. Yeah. she's She's trying to find her place in like what yeah. she wants to do in regards to what she's researching yeah. and what her role is in this world. She does know she wants to go into Pokemon research. Yeah. But she doesn't know what she wants her her field of expertise to be, her focus. Yeah, yeah. Um, Meet and, her a few times throughout the story. And... and she's exploring different things that she thinks she might want to look into. What does she end up settling on? I think like the history of the like the darkest day and yeah okay so her specialty is more of a historical one yeah there's a few times so like when you're in Stow on side and there's this mural that collapses and she sees these the, the two statues in there mm -hmm. and then like she has like a whole cutscene of like her face compared to the statues and like oh what what could this mean yeah oh, ah. I remember that and then there's stuff like with all the tapestries and she's like and she notices the fifth tapestry that's accidentally ended up in a restaurant yeah which is a great bit and yeah yeah, like she's. It seems like it's not very specific because it's like a historical moment rather than a specific yeah, I suppose. Like, scientific phenomenon. She's a researcher in a different sense. She's an archaeologist. Yeah. Um, which is just as valid a science. Mm. <laughs> like there comes a moment in the story where you meet. She meets up with her grandmother later, and I forget what the exact dialogue is. But basically, her grandma's like, "You are a professor now," and she gets given her own lab coat. Yeah. It's like ah. It's very good. Sonia just a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I think Sonya's a Ravenclaw. Like, it, I don't want to say just a Ravenclaw. I don't want to be dismissive in that way, but like... Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty simple, clear-cut characterization. Yes. Uh, she is interested in research and studying history and learning from the past and learning the truth about things. And yeah, she's absolutely a Ravenclaw. Marty, Marty, she's a girl. If she can't do it, I'm gonna hurl. Oh. I don't know. I thought no you, one can. I thought you were gonna do a little cheer that was actually in the game. They're definitely awesome. There's one that's like to the tune of um, this old man. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Okay. It. But I know that like team team yell grunts definitely do a handful of those here and there. Sure. Marnie. Marnie's your face. She's so good though. Yeah. She's introduced as another gym challenger, mm -hmm. and she's introduced as the person that Team Yell are supporting, she is the one with the 
football hooligan supporters. Yeah. Which is kind of clashing with her because she is very shy, quiet, and reserved. Yeah. She quickly like recognizes you as a co-challenger and respects you for it as well. She's not the type of rival who's like, huh, you're shit. That's for Bede. <laughs> Instead, she's a rival who's like, oh, you're actually a worthy competitor. Nice. I want to battle you and see how good you are. Huh. Good battle. I can't wait to face you in the finals and yeah, etc. And it's, it's more of a supportive rivalry. Yeah, it's not like it's where she's she's as, as excited to see you win yeah. as like anyone else is. She sees you as a worthy competitor, yeah. not as someone who's like pathetic. She's You're like, a mere worm beneath my feet. Yeah, like when you beat her, she's like, "You did a great job." Like I guess I gotta get stronger. Like, yeah, well done. Turns out she's the younger sister of Piers, the dark type gym leader, who is who really doesn't enjoy being a gym leader anymore <laughs> has fallen out of love with it and wants money to take over and she's like sorry I'm not going to be able to take over when I'm the champion <laughs> obviously she doesn't become the champion yeah. so in the post game she does take over when you battle her in the trainers tournament like to take on the essentially what's filling in the elite four the Pokemon League to ba- the, the right to battle Leon to become champion yeah. she's wearing a gym challenger uniform mm-hmm. in the post game when you battle her and she's the gym leader she's now wearing the Spike Muth gym uniform yeah which is great that's cool makes me very happy and that's her character progression yeah that's, that's her, her how she yeah. changes well that's how that's like how her position in society in general changes she's also got her personal character arc of wanting to be a great challenger and a great trainer for her fans and supporters I, there's a cutscene at the end of the, in the post game it's completely optional like you find her in a random hotel room <laughs> where she's talking to her more pico saying like oh did you see the crowd at that last match they were really ch- cheering for us and i want to be a great challenger for them and she's practicing smiling with her more pico because she wants to be able to give them a good smile because she's not really able to smile like it just doesn't come naturally to her but she yeah. wants to smile for her fans to show that yes she's excited and having fun and then she notices you're there and gets really embarrassed and runs away <laughs> and it's the most precious thing <laughs> It's so cute! <laughs> I love her. Yeah. She's adorable. Yeah. And she has more Pico, which is also adorable. Yeah. And th- she's great. Yeah. Or at Hogwarts house? Uh, Gryffindor. You think? Why? Yeah. I think that she's very shy. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like being the center of attention. I-, I don't think she really likes being in the spotlight. She doesn't like how many fans she has. Like, it makes her uncomfortable. I'm not sure bit. that she dislikes having a lot of fans. Well, I- no, I she doesn't mean... like what Team Yell do in her name. Yes, and, like, the thing with the, like, she wants to, like, smile more for them and, like, yeah. be more personable. But she wants stuff. to make her fans happy. She, she yeah. does like yeah, having yeah. fans. But I think that, that, like, she has a hard time with that, and I think that it's incredibly brave of her to... Oh, yeah put herself out there regardless of her struggles with you know being so shy mm-hmm. and like maybe not being as personable as she wants to be and working really hard to like be better even though it doesn't come naturally my eyes flash as you say the words working okay hard. yeah <laughs> i could see hufflepuff as well i yeah. think gryffindor though works hard she's very patient especially with the bullshit team yells right to do in it for sure, her sure and hmm like a, gr- a whole gryffindor kind of alignment sort of thing because granted she's ambitious she wants to be the greatest trainer she wants to be the champion as well but she's got just more going on than that basically and that doesn't seem to be like her main thing no like going out of her way to practice at smiling for her (laughs) for her fans I mean like it's there's never a situation where like she is shown to be nervous about heading out onto the battlefield no I guess not like I think she's a little she's a little bit shy in that she's not 
performing doesn't come naturally to her. Yeah. But I don't think she ever has a problem going out in front of a crowd. Okay. It's more that like she's she sort of struggles performing to an extent. It's sort yeah. of like it's not like she has stage fright and doesn't want to go onto stage. It's she's that just, she's not the good actor. She's not particularly charismatic. Yeah. Or doesn't yeah. think that she is, yeah. Mm. All the more reason to put in Hufflepuff. Yeah, I'll go Hufflepuff. Um <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> no no no. Just the fact that like, oh, lack of charisma, that's a Hufflepuff trait. No, that's not <laughs> what I meant. No, I that's just... what I said, and you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's not what you said exactly. You made a, a more nuanced point than that. <laughs> Um, also, her Pokemon is food-oriented. He's <laughs> angry. He needs to uh, eat. Um, angry little Morpico. Yeah, which is Hufflepuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like Hufflepuff Amani. Sure. And not just because she's my fave. <laughs> I think it's because she's your fave. I mean, not just because she's yeah. my fave, I said. You have, like, such stronger opinions on these characters than I do. I love the characters. The, the characters are my favorite thing about Sword and Shield. Yeah. I really liked some of the gym leaders. Oh, um, sure. I didn't get super attached to Marnie. That's I know fine. that you did. That's okay. And I, like, I think. Did you like it. Lily more? I liked Lily a lot. I also like Lily a lot, to be fair. I just think Sword and Shield, in my opinion, has the strongest set of major characters out of any Pokemon game. Not yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Professor is barely a character <laughs> but the actual the characters the game wants you to consider the main characters are so so major yeah, yeah. and so well developed yeah. well up next is a character that we both definitely hate right oh yeah fuck bead bead's the worst is it bead or beady i think it's bead bead i don't know i don't know we'll see for the bead. longest time i like i don't know how to pronounce it and i also for the longest time before the game came out i wasn't sure what gender bead was supposed to be me either <laughs> and it's only because the game uses male pronouns i thought bead was a grandma <laughs> i mean bead takes over as a grandma yeah <laughs> so bead is the dick weasel challenger right and that's why are you such a jerk you're so pink Oh, and Bede's like, I'm the greatest challenger because I was chosen by Chairman Boris himself. I was endorsed by the chairman. I was endorsed by the champion. Suck it. Right? Like, and here's the thing. An antagonistic rival can absolutely be written well. Yeah. Gary in the original games, it was pretty simple, but smell you later. It's like, sure, I will. I'll smell you later, Gary. I mean, blue. (laughs) Like, beating them made you feel good. And here it's like, Bead, you're nothing. Get out of my way. You're just But then every time, Bead's like, it was just a fluke. I'm still the greatest trainer. It's like, you've never won a battle against me in your life. And you never will because it's a really easy game. Bead is Malfoy. And they're (laughs) Yeah. So they're in for Bead. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Who's next? Well, (laughs) Bead's story progression is that it's a little unclear, to be fair, exactly what happens with Bede. Bede is collecting wishing stars for the chairman, which is a minor plot point early on, because they're what power Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing or whatever. Yeah. And attacks this mural and ends up getting disqualified from the league challenge as a result. Yeah. Opal finds him and realizes that... He matches her aesthetic. <laughs> realizes that Rose and, to a greater extent, Oleano were kind of using him mm. and making him feel good. And realizing, oh, yes, Pink, you should take over as my replacement. And he's like, uh, what? Uh, okay. And it's like, I guess I'm a fairy-type gym leader now? I don't Conveniently, know. Conveniently, most of your team is fairy. 
having previously focused on psychic types, but having three different psychic slash fairy evolutions. Yeah. Okay. And then shows up in the Galarian gym leaders tournament or whatever to be like, hold on, everyone. I know you may remember me as a gym challenger. And I'm like, no, no one knows or cares. No. But, like, I want to take on this challenger one more time. And if I lose, I'll never have a Pokemon battle again. And loses and then becomes the gym leader. To battle professionally. <laughs> Fuck you, Bead! Bead, why? What house did you say? Slytherin. Sure. And finally, for our main characters, it is the man himself, the Chairman Rose. Last name Rose, first name Chairman. <laughs> um, I swear I've mentioned this before. I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast or on Pokemakers <laughs> or if it got edited out of something. But from the moment that I saw Chairman Rose, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, that's the bad guy. <laughs> it was the same thing with Lusamine in Sun and Moon. Yeah. She was obviously the villain. Not helped by the fact that in Sun and Moon you have a cutscene of Ether Foundation employees chasing Lily at the beginning, which yeah. is never explained, by the way. No. Never remotely explained, because Lily later on is like doesn't seem to care. It's fine, don't worry about it. Um, but Rose, though, is clearly an asshole. Rose is the first character who's not a Pokemon professor to introduce the game. Mm. And I like it that they, they make the introduction to the game, uh, what's the word? Diegetic. Yes. They it's... make the introduction to the game diegetic. He is introducing a Pokemon, like a match tournament exhibition match oh, okay, between yeah. Leon and Brayhan. Like, look at this Pokemon match. Yeah. And here's how Pokemon works. Look at Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon. Welcome to the world Pokemon Pokemon. And that's great, but it just highlights how unimportant the professor is. Do you remember the professor's name? Magnolia. Okay, fair enough. But still, it highlights how unimportant she is. Which sucks, because yes. it's only the second ever female professor. I know, that is unfortunate. Um... Rose. But in the context, like, they've they've built this region so differently that yeah. it makes sense that, like... Oh, like, that's that's fine and all. Like, yeah. Like I said, I, I like that it's there diegetically. It's just a yeah. shame that it sets out to the sidelines. Yeah. But you are correct. Yes, the moment you see him in that opening cutscene, it's like, oh, you're obviously the bad guy. Yeah. Because, fun fact, pretty much every major Pokemon villain has in some way been about capitalism. <laughs> uh... And in this case, it's he is the chairman of... Like the biggest companies in Gala. Yeah. And, and it's like, ugh, gross. Go he away. wants to create a better future for tomorrow by destroying the present. Yeah, I don't know what his plan was, but he. Well, he wanted to like get at boundless energy or something, like harnessing Dynamax energy. Yeah. Just like glossing over the fact that the world would be destroyed in the meantime and never had a valid explanation for how that would be averted. So Rose is a Slytherin. <laughs> uh, Capitalist, wants money, wants power, literally. Like, literal power. Oh, but he wants to save the world, sir. Capitalistically. Slytherin. Slytherin. Uh, which means... Which means... It is time. It's time? For the lightning bolt round! Ah! Alright, so first up, we've got Professor Magnolia. We talked about her a lot, but only in relation to other characters, because she herself is not important. She's Professor... That's basically it. Oh, and Grandmother, I suppose. Ravenclaw. Yeah, she's a Ravenclaw. How about Milo? Milo is the grass type gym leader. Yeah, the uh, first gym leader. Yeah, I like him a lot. I mean, he's really cute. He's really big. He's really big, but like an absolute sweetheart, and I like that. Kinda got a ditto face. He's kinda got a ditto face. <laughs> uh, he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a farmer. Yeah, he's just he's just a friendly, chill dude. Yeah. Next up is Nessa. Nessa is the water type gym leader, the second gym leader in Gala. She is described at one point as being an old friend of Sonya's, I think. And 
I'm not sure if this is just from certain parts of the anime or like the Pokemon Generations or Evolutions or mm-hmm. whichever anime it was. Twilight Wings, that was the one. Yeah. But she was also a model. Yeah. Um, she seems a, a bit more aloof. Um, I'm going to go Gryffindor. Okay. Okay. How about Kabu? Kabu is the fire type gym leader. He's an older gentleman, right? Yes. Is he the one from Kanto? Hoenn. Hoenn. Yes. Um, yeah, which that's fun. Yeah. That's cool. Which is why I think, I, which I think is why he's got a Japanese name. Mm. Because Hoenn is a Japanese-based region. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, I really liked him a lot, too, mm-hmm. actually. I Like, all of the, like, the gym leaders I really liked. Sure. Um, I think They're a solid set. Gryffindor or Ravenclaw? Probably more Ravenclaw. He's kind of wise and old. He like, is, He's a wise yeah. older role. I'm gonna go Ravenclaw. Mm. Tell me about B. B is the fourth gym leader only in Pokemon Sword. Pokemon Sword and Shield have two version exclusive gyms, and this is one of them. The version exclusive gym leaders I personally care about a lot less because you yeah. don't interact with them outside their gyms. Yeah. Apart from kind of at the tournament, but yeah. Which is a shame. I didn't. I've only played shield once mm. um and i so like i haven't met this character at all so in the post game you've got the galarian star tournament where you can battle various characters over again mm-hmm. and they do in, in double battles as well and the two characters you're up against have a little dialogue that's unique between those two characters mm-hmm. which is really fun good character building mm-hmm. i wish that they had the gym leaders exclusive to the other version in those games as well yeah but they don't and it's a shame but whatever okay. b is fighting type girl she is very gung-ho gryffindor sure how about Alistair? Alistair was in the game that I played. He's the <laughs> ghost type leader. He's a young kid. You sounded so funny. <laughs> Alistair was in the game I played. Like, He's oh a ghost gosh. type leader. He's a ghost type leader. I love ghost type. Um, <laughs> leave me alone. I'm sorry. I'm from you. the West Coast. I just sound like this. Because <laughs> I actually really did like Alistair. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Mysterious is... kid. Like, he wears a mask and you don't know, like, what his face looks like exactly. He's also very shy. Very shy, yeah, but um, very powerful ghost-type trainer, despite being quite young. Um, I think Gryffindor. Yeah. I think... He's kind of got those things we were talking about with Marnie. Yes, where, like, I, I think he's kind of nervous about being in front of people. It's why he wears a mask. Yeah. He doesn't... He's kind of shy and doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. So it's very brave that he's doing it anyway. Yeah. Also, like, ghosts are scary, so he's probably brave in that front, too. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Opal. I fucking love Opal. <laughs> Opal is a crazy old lady. And I, I don't mean it as in she's old and she's crazy. I mean, she's crazy old. But also, <laughs> she's kind of crazy. Yeah. She's the gym leader in Ballonly, in this freaking re- well-removed, like, enchanted forest area. <laughs> and her gym doubles as a stage. Yeah. And she, her gym challenges you as an audition to replace her. Which is her whole thing. She like ends up choosing B to replace her. She seems to be kind of aware that Rose and Oleana are sketchy at best. Mm. She's so she, she's been around a long time. Yeah. She's seen it all. And she, I think she's a good judge of character. Yeah. I think she's the oldest Pokemon gym leader whatsoever in any game as well. Nice, nice. Because like, when you think about like an earlier old man gym leader, Price, he's supposed to be like 50. <laughs> and he's got a cane. And he's friggin... Opal what? dashing around when she feels like getting... What, 90? 88. 88? Yeah. Nice. Although she'll pe- penalise you if she se- you say she's 88. You have to say she looks like she's 16. <laughs> uh, she's uh, so fun. She's fun. And I'm going to go with Ravenclaw because, again, I think she's she's got that intelligence and that wisdom. Yeah, yeah. To like, know where people will best fit. She realises, 
I think the reason she turns you down as gym leader is because she knows you have potential to be the one to defeat Leon. Yeah, I think she's very perceptive and very good at, like, reading people. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Melanie. Melanie is the ice-type trainer. She is exclusive to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. She is the mom of... Gordy, her counterpart in S.W.O.R.D. Yeah. Yep. Which, that's fun. Yeah, it's only mentioned on, like, the Lee Pokemon League cards. cards. yeah. And here's the thing about that. Again, when I mentioned this Galarian Star Tournament... How fun would it be to be able to battle against both of them? That would be very cool. And it's they'd like have unique team. dialogue, but they never actually appear in the same game as each other. Whoa, whoa. Mother-son banter. Yeah. That could be really cute. It could um, be. Pokemon. I liked her a lot. Uh, I don't think she, she, she had, like, a whole lot of personality compared to some of the others. I think that was just kind of the case for the version-exclusive ones. Yeah, for the most part. Um, I like her design a lot. <laughs> um, I think she's fun. Uh, I'm gonna go... Let's go Slytherin. Oh, okay. She's got, like, um, better than you kind of... Like. Fair enough. Personally, I would have, I would have lent towards Hufflepuff, but... Okay. Meh. I don't know. I don't remember a whole lot about her personality. Mm. Tell me about Gordy. Gordy is a Slytherin. Ah. Gordy thinks he's the best. He's he's very smug. He's got lots of loyal fans, and he's like, Yeah, I'm so cool and great and... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Slytherin. Yeah. Oh, dang it. I have to throw Piers to you. Yeah. Go on. I like Piers a lot. I think he was my favorite gym leader. Oh, hands down. Absolutely. It's not close. Like, I um, love Opal. Yeah. But Piers is the best. I think I liked Piers more than I liked Marnie. Sure. Which I know for you is blasphemy, but... <laughs> no. Oh, wait, you didn't even play the post-game stuff, did you? No. Which is, like, where Piers gets mo- the most time to shine. I just, I liked him a lot. I thought he was really fun. So there's a little post-game story with these characters, Swordwood and Shieldbutt. Mm-hmm. This is whatever. Yeah. And, like, you end up doing, like, Dynamax raid battles in mm-hmm. some gyms, and he's one of the people who shows up to help you, like, with the, with that town's gym leader. And it's great. He's just ready to help. And it, even before that, I guess this is where you probably liked him the most, when you're trying to take down T- uh, Chairman Rose, he organizes the team yell, i.e. his gym's grunts, in mm-hmm. order to help you. Yeah. And it's so good. He just shows up to help when it's needed, and Heck yeah, Piers. I just, I love very much he's got this kind of, like, really grumpy aesthetic. Like, he looks like he's such a mean person, but he's just, like, the biggest softie. Yeah, it's, um, it's, kind, of, it's kind of that thing with, like, the, it's the classic, like, yeah. the person you expect to be mean is nice and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he loves he's the his rocker. sister so oh, yeah. much. Like, he's so supportive and yeah. sweet. And, yeah. He wants the best for his town as well, but he doesn't necessarily know what that is. Yeah. I like Piers a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a Hufflepuff. Sure. <laughs> He just wants what's best for everyone. Yeah. So tell me about Rayhan. Rayhan or Raihan? I don't know. I would have said Raihan, but whatever. Uh, kind of similar to Gordy, actually, in a lot of ways. Mm. In that he's very smug and loves the attention. So much so that he is constantly taking selfies and having his Rotom phone float around him to <laughs> post on Poke Instagram. <laughs> he is described as being Leon's biggest rival, similar to Sonya. I think he... I think the three of them all travelled... Like at the same time, mm. once upon a time, yeah. he's the eighth gym leader. Supposedly a dragon type, but he uses only two dragon types, and is really a sandstorm gym leader. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, wants everyone to think he's cool. He wants to defeat Leon. He's a Slytherin. I did not care for him or his gym, <laughs> frankly. Well, his gym was boring. You don't even it actually was. go in his gym. It's so disappointing. Yeah. Get it together, Rayon. <sighs> Have a gym challenge, not just battle these trainers. Is it is it rain or is it just pronounced rain? <laughs> I don't know. Because it is like a weather gym. And Maybe. that's clearly what the pun is supposed to be. 
But it does look like Raihan or Raihan. Yeah, Rai. Well, Rai is also like Japanese for thunder. Oh, sure. So they might come from that. I don't know. Anyway. Alex, tell me about Oleana. Oleana is Chairman Rose's assistant? Yeah. Secretary? Do it all person? Yeah. Only other employee that's not a grunt. Yeah. Second in command. Yeah. Uh, she has a trubbish. A Garbador. Garbador. Yes. Yeah. Including Gigantamax Garbador. Yeah. Who is like the only only Gigantamax Pokemon that's not from Generation 1 or Generation 8. Mm. It's just her random Garbador. Which, okay. Fine. Sh- okay. Sh- sure. You know what? Have your signature Pokemon be a literal pile of trash. She's kind of insane. Kind of in love with him? Yeah, a little bit obsessed. Yeah. Probably a Slytherin. Sure. She's she's got she's got to sort some stuff out. Yeah. Get it together, Oliana. Yeah. Tell me about Mum. Mum is Mum, not Mom, and it makes me so happy because it's the English-based region. I said Mum. I know you did. And Pokemon said Mum and not Mom. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. She is the player character's mother. Every game has a player character's mother. And this one doesn't have much that sets her apart. Mm. But, you know, she shows up and she wants to give you the... What does she give you? There's a part where she shows up at the train station with with Hawk's mum. Does she give you the map? I don't think so, because you just have it as part of your phone. Backpack? I don't remember. She mentions the backpack which used to belong to your father. Yeah. Or when you're the female player character, it used to be hers. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Loving, supportive parent figure. Wants the best. Hufflepuff. Classic. Yeah. Alex, you're now going to suffer have it for having never played the post-game. Tell me about Swordbutt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I um, am notoriously bad at finishing Pokemon games. I'll finish them, but then, like, I never play the post-game. But it's a story, and it's, like... I know! I just get so fatigued by the end of the Pokemon game. I'm like, I don't want to fight anymore. No more battles, please. Um, and I know that it's all story and that I would enjoy it more. But anyway, I rarely play the post game because I'm bad at video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know who the fuck Sorbert is. You've, you've seen him. I have. He's got sword hair. <laughs> Swordbert has his hair styled like a giant sword. And his brother, Shieldbert, has it styled like a giant shield. And they're called Sorbert. Sword. Swordbert. No, I've written it wrong. They're called Swordwood. And Shieldbert. Not Shieldbert. Shieldbert. Which is terrible. They show up at the in the post-game and steal the artifacts used to summon Zacyon and Zamazenta. Mm. Uh, because they claim that they are the rightful heirs to the throne of Galar. Galar doesn't seem to have a monarchy in the present day, but they don't seem to care. <laughs> they seem to... They're claiming that, like, it was stolen from them and that, that in the legend of the game, there were two princes who, by the end of the game, you've realised were actually Zacyon and Zamazenda. They were Pokemon. Yeah. They claim that they are actually the descendants of the princes, which is bullshit, and they're stupid and wrong, and they suck. <laughs> and they just tried to fucking ruin everything by having G- Dynamax Pokemon rampage in gyms. Yeah. So is it Swordbird or Swordwood? Swordwood, I'm pretty sure. Let me you double check. You wrote it down wrong? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What a terrible name. Yep. It's not. It's spe- spelt without a W. Swordwood... And Shieldbert. Not Shieldbert. Ah. Shieldbert and Sorewood. No, he's got the D. Oh, Sword. Swordwood. He's just missing the W. Swordword. Swordwood. It's like Squidward. Yeah. But worse. It's Swordword. Swordwood and Shieldbert. (laughs) Shieldbert's hair almost works is the thing. Yeah. It's stupid, especially the stuff at the sides. But Shieldbert looks... 
They designed that one first, and we're like, this is a good idea. Wait, what about the other one? Oh, he shit. looks like a stupid, shitty Marge Simpson. <laughs> and they both suck, and I hate them. Slytherin? Yeah. And also for the next one. Okay. Are they, are they twins? I think so. Who named them? Their parents. Their parents are wrong. Well, hey, at least they gave them matching names. Can you imagine being Shieldbutt if you didn't have a twin who was called Swordwood? These are my twins, Shieldbert and Greg. <laughs> Greg and Vinny. Greg and Vinny. <laughs> Draco Malfoy shows up with his stupid name and is like, "These are my, these are my friends, Swordbert and Shield, Swordwood and Shieldbert." I forget. I get them muddled all the time and call them Swordbert and Shieldwood. <laughs> Because I don't care about them because they're terrible. Harry Potter, you, Greg, and Vinny are replaced with Swordbird, Swordwood, Swordwood, and, and Shieldbert. And in, hair and all. And no one ever mentions the hair. No, it's not part of Harry's journey. <laughs> Brought it home. <laughs> Alex, tell me about Clara. Who's Clara? <laughs> Do you want me to just take over for these? Yeah. Okay. I'll throw you the last one. All right. I'm on for the lightning bolt round now because Alex didn't play the DLC or even buy the DLC, to be fair. I didn't buy the DLC. Clara is exclusive to Pokemon Sword. She is your rival during the Isle of Armor Expansion Pass DLC. Okay. She shows up at the dojo around the same time as you and is furious. You're clearly not supposed to be part of the dojo, but she scared off the person who was and everyone just assumes it's you. Although I think, to be fair, Mustard and possibly Honey realise that you're not actually supposed to be there. But you're just... You help Clara go through her character progression. She is a bitch at first. And, like, Avery, her counterpart in S.H.I.E.L.D. is horrible as well, equally. Mm. And tries to sabotage you in every way. Like, in the final battle you have with her, or him, they sabotage your your battle so like I forget what they do but it's like it slows down your Pokemon or it poisons them at the start of the battle or something yikes supposedly she is a supposedly she is a poison type specialist and Avery a psychic type specialist and in the very the very end of the game during the Galarian Star Tournament it's mentioned that they've set up minor league gyms that's fun that there's minor league gyms yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. Supposed to be, and they can, the different gyms can step up, step up and like like Piers was at risk of being moved down to the minor league because he yeah, refused yeah. to move to a location where he could Dynamax the world building for this region in particular is, was just so well done Clara is a Slytherin Avery is a Slytherin they're both Slytherins because they just want to be the best at anyone else's expense okay Avery's the one with the tall hat with like the floating Pokeballs and he's a psychic type guy yes yeah. <laughs> or, like, non-binary icon. Next, we've got Mustard. Mustard is the wise old master of the dojo in the Isle of Armor expansion pass, who, again, immediately realizes you're not supposed to be there, but that you'll actually be good for everyone, and ends up giving you a Kubfu that you can evolve into Urshifu and trains you. He was formerly a fighting-type gym leader in the gym challenge, mm. and Leon trained with him once upon a time, and he's really cool. I like him. He's... Wise old master type. He's a Ravenclaw, but in a fun way. Cool. How about Honey? Honey is his wife who looks like she's a third his age. <laughs> uh, pff, whatever. Um, she, She's like the manager of the dojo. He's the t the teacher. She runs sure, business yeah. operations and gets you your uniform. And like you can talk to her. You can give her money to upgrade the dojo, basically. Like putting a vendor machine that can sell you supplements and such. <laughs> okay. Um... She's cool, and I think she, I think she is 
she's a she's a Hufflepuff. She works hard to make everything work and function without getting any of the glory. Cool. Tell me about Peony. Peony is Chairman Rose's identical twin, maybe? <laughs> He's the brothers at the very least. Yeah. And he shows up in the the Crown Tundra DLC. Yeah. He's really fun. He challenges you to a Pokemon battle. Well, rather, his daughter tries to use you as a distraction to get away, so he battles you. And fun fact, you can go there before you've reached the first gym. Oh. He has a level 70 team. <laughs> there is no b- benefit to going there until you can actually have, like, until you've beaten the game, basically. But yeah. you are allowed to. That's fun. Yeah. It's, that's another thing in Sword and Shield, right? It's the same thing with all the over-leveled wild Pokemon that you just can't catch yet. Yeah. But he wants... He's, like, really into exploring, going on this expedition and trying to find legendary Pokemon. He gives you all these quests to find legendaries. He ends up being... Uh, re- remember that episode of the anime where the Tentacool and Tentacruel use Meowth as a puppet to talk? No. No? You don't remember? Or any other time... Like, a few times, psychic types or ghost types would, like, use Meowth in order to be able to talk to them because he could speak human language, they would... That, that's ringing a bell. Not specifically Tentacruel, though. That's terrifying. It was the, it was the one with the giant Tentacruel. Uh. Anyway, Calyrex uses Peony for that. Okay. Like, psychically controlling him. and like He's floating through the air, being oh. used as a mouthpiece for this Spooky. rabbit. Yeah, it's, it's fun. He's really fun. I like him a lot. He is an adventurous, exploring kind of Ravenclaw. Okay. He really yeah. wants to learn and understand things. And Peonia? Peonia is his daughter, who just wants to go off and have fun and have adventures. She's the Gryffindor aspect of that character. Yeah. And finally, tell me about Bull Guy! It's your mate Bull Guy! Thanks for rolling up to have a chat with your mate Bull Guy! Here's a Pokeball! 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 Bull Guy is the unofficial mascot of the Pokemon League. I say unofficial because nobody knows who Bull Guy is or anything about Bull Guy. Bull Guy just showed up one day. Bull Guy's pronouns are Bull Guy. <laughs> Bull Guy just showed up in its Pokeball head and started promoting the Pokemon League, giving out Pokeballs, and has a. Cr- like, the league card you get for Ball Guy is kind of bent and torn up a little bit. And it's just, it's just someone who just really likes Pokemon and Pokeballs. It's great. And particularly that no one knows where he's getting these rare Pokeballs. Yeah. 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 He's probably making them. Ball Guy. <laughs> Ball Guy is wonderful. Yeah. Ball Guy is Ball Guy. Put Ball Guy in house Ball Guy. I mean, I'm going to say Hufflepuff because Ball Guy shows up and just gives out Pokeballs and just... Promotes and helps and is excited and fun. Extremely generous, very friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Ball Guy. Yeah. And that is Pokemon Sword and Shield Sorted. Alex? Yes? I've been talking a lot this episode. Yeah, you have. I'm sorry. It's okay. But let's have you talk a bit more now. It's time to sort it out. So today the thing about Harry Potter that I would like to fix <laughs> is let's make it more like Pokemon. <laughs> How so specifically? Um, so you know Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The the book? Yeah, but more specifically the movie. The movie, the the story and the plot. Yes. About the writing of the book. About finding Fantastic Beasts and capturing them and putting them in a small container that you <laughs> can carry around with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. The premise of so much of that movie was so fun. Yes. The part where they set up the Grindelwald bullshit... And, and they're like, this is going to be five movies. And and the movies that came after it. The, well, the movie. It's only been one so far. It's only been one so far. But even so, oh, even the fuck. rest of them. Holy fuck that. Fuck that. 
Let's no, Grindle no, I don't want this. I like Newt Scamander running around New York collecting his weird little creatures with Jacob, with Jacob trying to chase down this giant rhino thing and being friends, being goofy, and this bird that grows massive but can also shrink tiny. And like, so much of that movie was so fun and so genuine and sweet and like also the goldstein sisters show up and they're adorable and they add a fun dynamic i really loved all of those characters there yeah like like queenie is just delighted to meet a muggle and to chat with him and stuff tina is like oh fuck i'm getting fired but also like gets caught up in the adventure and is happy and having fun and it's so good and wholesome and sweet and wonderful why the fuck <laughs> also you know you know you know who was an actor played a really good antagonist <laughs> Colin Farrell was great yeah honestly like you could even keep him as like an antagonist who's doing some shady mm-hmm. shit but he doesn't need to be Grindelwald he doesn't need to be Grindelwald I know that there were that, like when the whole bullshit with Johnny Depp came around and I don't we're not getting into that because there's so it's <sighs> such a toxic situation <sighs> But when that was coming around, there were people who were just like, just replace him with Colin Farrell and just bring Colin Farrell back. Right? Because Colin Farrell played that role really well. So good. And didn't have to be doing the creepy whispering stuff. No, and... I don't want Grindelwald. I don't give a shit no, about No, just Grindelwald. cut the Grindelwald plot entirely and cut the orphanage plot. That was so depressing and weird. And, oh, just turn yeah. the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I'm here for the Fantastic Beasts. I'm here And for... where to find them. Yeah, I'm here for the Hufflepuff protagonist. I'm here for... for the bickering about which school is better. Right? And the magical bakery. The magical... <laughs> oh, and uh... and Queenie's magical, like, yes, food making yes. that, like, blows yes. friggin' Jacob's mind. Even the stuff like the, like, um... The Prohibition era, like, speakeasy that they go to. Like, things like mm. that are, like, really fun to see, like, what would that be like in, you know, in just, the context of magic? Just cut out the racist character of the goblin, oh, yeah, who's absolutely. still God, very much was... a Jewish stereotype, and played by a Jewish actor, even. Yikes. Yikes, guys, yikes. Like, you're just taking that, the whole goblin problem, making it worse and worse and worse. It's, yeah. Ron Perlman's great and all, but don't do that. And, like, you... Mm. <laughs> the problem with Fantastic Beasts is, like, it still has so many problems. Oh, yes. Um, David Yates being one of them with his, like, oh, no, we're not going to show gay Dumbledore. Damn it. Why? Uh, like, the whole thing with Dumbledore originally was like, oh, it wasn't better to have a It didn't come up in the story, and I just thought it was neat. Cool. But you can't get away with doing that again when it's a story about Dumbledore and Grindelwald. You can't get away with just no. paying lip service like yeah. that. But also, like, the second movie shouldn't exist. The other movies yeah. don't need to exist. We don't even need those unless it is explicitly about gay Dumbledore, which, like, maybe. <laughs> mm. But it's not. It's not going to be. No. Because the author is a fucking <laughs> turf oh, asshole. Who turned a Jewish character into a Nazi! Yeah. Queenie, who wants to marry a muggle! It's like, yes, I will team up with the guy who wants to murder all the muggles because then we can be together? What the fuck? Big yikes. Big yikes. Um, Yeah, so we're going to take all of that. We're going to throw all of that in the trash. The second movie, in the trash, burn it to the ground. Uh, No cursed Asian women turning into snakes. No... Whatever the fuck was going on in that movie. No mysterious missing Dumbledore sibling. Right? What? I'm... Okay, like, 
I have a degree in film. <laughs> um, I'm very good at following the plot of a movie and, like, looking at it and being like, oh, yes, I see what they're setting up. I see what they're doing. Like, clearly this is all part of a bigger plan. I'm, I'm, I've never been lost watching a movie. Like, I've never gotten lost in the plot of a movie before. But the fucking Fantastic Beast sequel. I, just, what the fuck was going on? Also, you're telling me that in Deathly Hallows, the book where Harry's learning all about Dumbledore's past and his history and his life and his family as a major plot point and has a whole conversation with his brother about their family history. And the fact that there was a missing long lost brother never came up. Absolutely not. That was discovered. That, and it's Absolutely not like he was still not. lost or missing. They solved that problem. Decades ago, when the films are set. No, uh, no, no. Burn it all to the ground. Keep, keep just like that. The, the cute, cute half. Fun. Oh, look at the niffler. That's fun. Yeah. And the, the bow truckle. The bow truckle. I love Newt's commander so much. You know how you build it as well, just a little bit to add a little bit more to the runtime to account for what's been cut. Mm. You give it a bookend device. Of it being where Ivana Lynch gets to reprise her role as Luna Lovegood, where she and her husband, Rolf Scamander, yes. are telling this story to their children, yes. Lorcan and Lysander. Yes, yes, that we fixed it. That's and Ivana how we're Lynch gets to out. show up. That's how we're sorting it out. We're fixing Fantastic Beasts. And they it's don't mention movie. the Grindelwald stuff because it wasn't relevant. It's not relevant to Newt's story. <laughs> it wasn't relevant to Newt's story. Stop trying to pigeonhole Newt into this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with it him. It has nothing to do with Newt. Um, uh, I would die for Newt's commander. Like this is. I mean, I not hate... a, to be clear, not Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne's a fuck. Oh yeah, he's yeah. A, like no, he, he's he defends the author and plays trans characters all the time. Yeah, he, fuck that guy. Yeah, the gross bed. Um, but the story there was stuff to it. I I love my Hufflepuff protagonist, mm -hmm. and I'm so upset. That, like, I have such a passion for this character. Like, I love this character. I love, like, the really fun parts of the story. And it's so tainted. And it's so, like, it feels gross to like this story at this point. Well, that's I, just anything Henry Potter. I know, but, yeah. but particularly Fantastic Beasts, because it's particularly bad. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I'm not allowed to like this thing. And I know that's not the case. You're allowed to like anything as long as you like it. Um, critically. Critically. And that's the case. But, yeah. like... It, yeah. I hate it. I want to be able to like this character that I love so much. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is the only Harry Potter related film that we ever got to see in cinema together. Yeah. And yeah. then the sequel is the only Harry Potter related film that I have refused to see on 12 principles. Yeah. Because holy fuck. I only watched that one because I got in for free. If, even if we didn't hate the author and like continue enjoying the franchise and the series in general... That should still be a shitty, terrible film. It was a bad movie. And David Yates should feel bad. <laughs> David Yates should feel real bad. David Yates should stop. <sighs> a uh, lot of people need to stop. Yeah. And then, once that's all done with, hand it over to us and we'll make a feel-good, light-hearted sports movie about Quidditch. Please! That's all I wanted. I wanted one cute movie about... Finding Fantastic Beasts. About a nice Hufflepuff saving some creatures. That's who, all who I loved wanted. loved his aminals. Yeah! And then I wanted a feel-good, cheesy sports movie about Quidditch. Where they, like, where they get to make fun of how stupid the game is. Yeah! But also... We may but not be, anymore. We may be a ragtag, up-and-coming group of nobodies, but we can win the sports cup. 
like the Hollyhead Harpies or something. <laughs> like you, their rise to fame from oh, no. like nothing. Oh yeah, you said the Hollyhead. Yeah, the, the, that's the old Yeah. Who who are the other teams that's mentioned? Touchshell Tornadoes, the Chudley Cannons, the Chudley Cannons. This is from a time when the Chudley Cannons were the greatest team. Yeah, I picked Hollyhead Harpies because they are like one of the top performing teams. Hmm. And um, it's, it's also fun because that's the all women team. Yeah, and so like. It'll you get some of that like team of all girls can't make it in professional league and you get all of that cheesy stupid girls in Quidditch give me a break and then they're like the best team and, uh, anyway. and they make it in general it, yeah because make oh you make it so that at that point it was sexist and segregated yeah yeah and, and then they, like they break it. it open and so like women like most teams are mixed gender but Hollyhead Harpies in tributes to where they began maintain it as an all-female team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it writes, this shit writes itself. I know. I know. I know. That's all I wanted. I mean, obviously, I don't want any of that now because no. I can't touch any of this with the 10-foot pole. Like... Give it to us in 30, 40 years. I'm sad and disappointed. Um, I love Newt's Commander, but I hate everything about the rest of that series. And, yeah, I like the, I like that solution you gave for how to fix it yeah. have the framing device with the Bonneville Lynch talking yep. to her children yep. and having her husband tell them the story of yep. his father grandfather? I think grandfather Grandfather. <laughs> it was like the 20s <laughs> Yeah. Well, wizards live a long time yeah but they don't usually have children that late that's fair anyway Anyway. thank you for listening to Sorted and thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us you can find other cool shows in the network such as Cold Classics Home Viewing and our other show Pokemakers if you like us talking about Pokemon and if you want some cool merch from our Pokemakers mm. we've got stickers of our original starters we've got a poster we've got t-shirts it's all on the Pocket Podcast Network shop uh, which can be found at pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash shop and if you have any suggestions for merch you'd like to see from Sorted, please let us know. We've got some stuff in the works, but we just haven't quite had the time to make it happen. But if you have any particular merch that you would like to see from our show, uh, please tweet at us and let us know. Thank you to Matt Michalakamo of the Wampin' Willows for our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. If you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter, at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Also, go ahead and uh, check us out if you want to see pictures of us from Comic-Con. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet at us your favourite gala Pokemon. Yeah! Well sorted. Phalanx. Wooloo. Yamper. Cramorant. Sinistique. Snom! 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 Bye. Bye. I'm starting a new house and it's called awesome. Starting a new house. It's called awesome. Starting a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. All right, class, settle down. Welcome to Boring Old White Dudes in History 101. In this class, we will learn all about the true heroes of science, the men who lifted us from ignorance into glorious knowledge and... <laughs> Not on our watch! Gadzooks! Hooray! It's steampunks! Curses! Not the steampunks! That's right, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we, along with our steam-powered flying horse here... 
are here to teach you all about the amazing people that some history teachers love to forget. Don't listen to them, class. They'll tell you all about women with amazing contributions to science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Dang right we will. People like Mary Anning, Frida Kahlo, and Euphemia Haynes. And all you gotta do is tune in every other Wednesday. And keep Keep flying, flying, you beautiful, beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. Steampunks will return in August of 2021. Find us at pocketpodcastnetwork.com or wherever podcasts are found.